Welcome to Core Voices, your space to talk about all of those hard-hitting issues which we don't usually get to discuss in our community spaces, where every voice has a choice. It's a pleasure to host this space with you each week, and I'm grateful for each of you giving the support to Core Voices, helping us to take this movement forward and further. Don't forget to reach out to us at corevoices.org. Go over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and on Facebook, go and hit that like button. If you're inspired by the work that we're doing, reach out, get involved, because we need you. We need more support. We need more hands on deck. That's the only way that we can actually bring the change that we need. This week, I'm very excited to have one of my very amazing sisters, on the show today with us. Those of you that know of her work, you'll already know how fantastic she is. Those of you that are going to meet her for the first time, get ready to have your socks blown off because she is phenomenal. She's somebody who's inspired me from my younger years and I've been watching her work for the last two decades. She is a true Gursik in my heart, somebody who I respect and have a lot of love for. She's used her voice actively for as long as I've known her. And it is my great pleasure and honor to introduce Sardarni Navleen Kaur. She's the founder of the nonprofit Sahara, which is focused on safeguarding, mental health, and SMSC education. She currently teaches spiritual, moral, social, cultural development, and six studies worldwide. She's attained her qualification as a teacher in modern foreign languages with a postgraduate certificate in education from UCL at the Institute of Education in London and later completed her MPhil in educational psychology and social development at the University of Cambridge. She's done a lot of work in humanitarian development projects in Punjab where she's also trained as a Sikh minister with the Punjabi University Patiala under the guidance of the Gurmat Studies facility, faculty, sorry. She then developed a project with an NGO known as Fateh to work with vulnerable children and women who were indirect and direct victims of violence and abuse. This work was in association with two humanitarian organizations and it was founded by the United Nations Fund for victims of torture. Please join me in welcoming Sardarni Navleen Kaur to Core Voices. No, that was not enough. You are absolutely incredible and I don't think that a lot of the Sangat have met you and I'm excited to have you in this space so that they can understand more about the work that you're doing, the much needed work that you're doing in our community and that you have been doing for decades now. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Benji. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Jasmine. It's a, it's a really special time and I'm so proud of you and everything that you've achieved and done. So I see you as my uh, uh, the little one. <laughs> I'm the older one. <laughs> Seen you so for, as you say, two decades. Yeah, so a long time ago. I think you were in one of my talks at a university that I was doing um, a presentation, and I think that's when I first ever met you. Yes, yeah. yes, and I was 
so mesmerized by you. There were not many women who were in the forefront at that time, not women that I could see and reach to. So it was really important for me to see you in that space as an activist in the front line, using your voice and doing those uncomfortable things, which for us now, you guys paved the way. You made it easier for us. And I think we need to say thank you to you and to all of the other amazing people like you who did that for us because at, in that era, in that generation, I don't think it was easy at all. No, no, you're right. It wasn't easy at all. In fact, I remember being at UCL as an undergraduate and we didn't even have a Sikh society and there were none, you know, around at the time that we started. And we, we were one of the first in London to set up Sikh societies because there was no there was no space and i remember so <clears throat> people that are now activists <clears throat> like paramjeet with warrior saints and amandeep you know they, they've written lots of books on sikh history we were uh, paramjeet and i were the um founding members of the ucl sikh society <laughs> together so many years and many things have happened um but i remember having to sit in front of a union of you know I think eight or nine people to explain why we didn't just want a chance Mosa or a, why we didn't want to be part of the Hindu Sok or the Asian society. And why did we need our own society? That was just a really special moment, but also very hard sitting there in front of these people explaining why we were different, what, what we needed and why our niche was our niche. You know, why mm. So it was a, <laughs> And now they're popping now, obviously, you know, lots of things have happened. You know, we've got alumni societies for Oxbridge, uh, for, you know, Sikh societies now. But you're right, at that time it was hard and we were few and far between, especially who had a an affiliation or a, or a commitment to the Guru and also to the faith and the social justice part of things. That wasn't easy to stand by it was a lonely path at that time but now we have all of you so <laughs> yes <clears throat> it's, it's all that work that you did then that allows us to be here now like i don't think there's a single university across london or england that doesn't have a sick society right that's and that, right. yeah that's amazing thank you for sowing those seeds <laughs> and doing that work back then long time ago now yeah i mean we couldn't imagine that world without it Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you have to prove that you need a space for your community and and you as an undergraduate to learn about your faith and belief and values, it's kind of unheard of now. You know, our children have Sikh schools at the time that I studied. I went to a Catholic convent school because it was a faith school and my parents chose me to send me to uh, a faith place. But now there are, you know, eight, nine, I don't know, 10 Sikh schools in the UK at least, and even in Canada, um, Sikh schools are growing. So all, that was a time when none of that existed. Mm -hmm. And we were we were very alone, um, but very, very uh, strong, I would say, very strong. We, we, you know, we stood together all the time, helped each other out, you know, whether it was a gutka, uh, gutka display that needed to be done or we needed to raise awareness for so you know 
inequalities or injustice in Punjab. We just did it together. You know, here's School of Pharmacy, here's King's College, you know, here's UCL. And all of us would join first forces and do things together. Mm. It's a special time. Yeah, very special time. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. What inspired you to become an activist? <clears throat> it's a it's a good question. I mean, I I just grew up like you know, like every other young person in in Europe, um, with two identities. I would think one was what I was dabbling with at home, you know, the life of a Sikh or learning about my faith, and then the other one was, you know, balancing the the aspect of being a Sikh and how that manifests in modern society. Hmm. And I think what happened to me with the activism, I actually studied, I went to university, I did my uh, bachelor's and then my postgrad. And then I met, I was doing camps and things, I think at one point in Chicago and Maryland um, in the US. And I met with a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> who are my brothers and sisters of soul, my soul, my soul, uh, I think I have to, I have to say that they were so special. There were 10 of them and they were all from um, Canada and America. And I was the only one from the UK and they approached me and said, look, we want to go to Punjab and we want to learn a little bit about us, ourselves. you know, our, who are we? What's our heritage? What's our language? What's our poetry? What's our literature? What's our background? And we're going to do that. We're going to do some seva. And we have chosen you to come with us. So it was a struggle, you know. <laughs> and I wasn't a popular girl at home. I can tell you that very much. <laughs> I had to, you know, beg to ask for it, you know. And I just graduated. So obviously, I just did my NQT, which is a newly qualified teacher status. I just got my first job teaching French, believe it or not, GCSE and A-level in a local school. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to earn money for the rest of my life. Tomorrow I might have a family. When's the right time? And with the, the grace of Vaigru, I can really say it was such a big gift that my family supported me. Bit of a struggle, like I said. <laughs> But when I finally said, look, I, I really want to do this. I don't know, you know, I've never lived or, or learned about Punjab or the roots. So I want to just have a connection and give me a year. Um, little did they know that that year would turn into two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on, embarked upon this journey and we had a very rigorous, you know, like a solid routine. We would have. Um, we had an online, so we had a faculty that really travelled with us. So if we we lived in in villages, we lived with the local people. We studied Gurmat and Gurbani, uh, music, literature. Obviously, the Sri Guru Granth Sahib in quite depth. We had amazing teachers. Um, <clears throat> I think it hit me the day I heard one of my teachers say that um, most people read Japji or meditate or but have you ever taken flight with Japji Sahib? Hmm. It just, I don't know, something just, it penetrated, it pierced my heart. That till now I've just read it. I've never actually flown 
I've never had a flight and taken off with this Barney. And I think being in the land and around people and understanding the history, culture, and obviously the community changed everything for me. And as I, I met um, Sudar just once in Kalaraji, spent a lot of time listening to him, talking to him, and wow. just embarking upon these amazing journeys, you know, going to activist things. Oh. It was, was fantastic. I learned so much on, you know, grassroots levels to the extent that then I applied for this grant that you mentioned at the beginning for the UNFVT, um, which was just phenomenal because, you know, it allowed us to do some of the work that we were doing um, in Punjab. And it was incredible. We had so much support from, <clears throat> you know, the, the Sangat all around, worldwide, I would say, worldwide. And from that moment on, you know, listening to the stories, seeing the women, seeing, you know, the, the families um, and just witnessing what they had gone through and still, you know, have this spirit of Charbikala, it was mind boggling. And I, and I had never witnessed anything like that. I'd never met people with so much strength, uh, commitment, resonance, um, you know, just vitality, no matter how much pain they'd gone through, <clears throat> sorry, no matter how much, you know, hardship, it, it always was worth it, you know? It was never, there was never these crying scenes of anguish and terrifying. It was always, I, well, this has happened, and we're going to learn from this and we're going to rise, rise to the challenge. So it was always about how to make this situation into Chardikala. And mm. wow, you know, what a, what a, what a mission. What, I mean, I'm part of this lineage of people that don't, um, you know, self pity and get into these, you know, situations where you're just wallowing in pain and not able to free yourself. So I, I think that was the key. And I think the story, I think perhaps the story that hit me the most was when when we were in Punjab, we had to do a project that was related to our profession. And as you know, I'm, I'm an educationalist, so I was involved in teaching. So they asked us to go and visit. You know, if, if you're an accountant, you had to visit the Patwari. If you were, um, you know, uh, the clinical psychologist, you had to go and speak to the homeopath or the local doctor or the VAD and the PIND. <clears throat> and I ended up going to the master Jidakar, <laughs> who was the local, you know, the guy who was had the know-how and the knowledge of teaching. And I walked into his house and I'll never forget that moment. I think maybe, you know, that, that, this just the feeling of walking into his house and there was a shoe hanging on over his door um and it, it was really odd you know how imagine walking into somebody's courtyard in a big house and there's a shoe hanging over the door like a boot you know like an art like a man's boot or a boy's boot and it was hanging by its lace and we walked in and um he said Beto, oh you know sit down come um, and there were there were eleven of us, as I said, and I wanted to interview him about you know how do I work with the local children? What are the teachers like? How can I train them? What's the? It was all about me being able to understand what was the need, you know, in Punjab, 
and in, in that particular area. And it was District Sangrur, I remember, Tehsil was Bernala. So one of the really affected and poorer areas in Punjab. And um, Master Ji just, you know, he he talked he talk to us as if he'd known us all our life. Hmm. And he, he shared so much wisdom. And I couldn't help him noticing him calling his wife, who was rocking on a chair in the courtyard. Um, it was higher up. He kept calling her down, and slowly you could hear the footsteps of this amazing lady quietly right through, right through every step she walked down. And it was quite, there was something very strange about being in this space. And I had to ask, I just said, Uncle Ji, oh, Jerry, you know, the shoe, the shoe that's hanging at the top. And then suddenly there was no noise. And it was, my heart just sink. I just, I could feel it sink. And even as I say this to you now, I don't even, didn't even know I was going to share this story. I don't think I ever have. Um, he he called her, his wife, and he said, Rani Ji, you know, my queen, come. Um, he may have taken one of our, one of our children, but he gave us 11 more. And that just, you know, and then it suddenly it hit me that they had lost their son um, due to, you know, unforeseen and mistaken identity or mistaken circumstances. And for no reason, rhyme or reason, he'd come back from university on a Friday night. He was studying dentistry in Pagella, came home to visit his parents, get his washing done, you know, like all of us. And he just, their, their house was raided in the middle of uh, the evening on Friday night. And the only thing they had left of him was this boot. And the story goes on. Um, I'm not going to share it uh, more than that, but it's quite tra traumatic. But I just remember those words that one child has been taken of ours. We had one son. He's gone, look, he sent 11 more. And let's give them milk. Let's feed them. Let's take care of them. And it just, I just thought, I, can't, I, I, I never can forget that moment. And from that moment on, I've, you know, held on to the fact that there is so many sacrifices, so many families, so much has happened. And we have not been able to share those stories. We haven't been able to do rep repairing, reconciliation, resilience work. And that's what I committed, I think, at that time, somewhere in my spirit to do. And I'm hoping that uh, somewhere along the line, we have been able to start that work, at least a bit in Punjab. And maybe now here too mm. uh, and in both places you know I, I mean i work in both places quite a lot and i don't think i could ever divorce myself from the uk or or, or punjab but that's how the story began so it's a very long answer to your question that was an amazing answer i'm my heart is just soaring i'm wow i can't even imagine what that would have been like and how much you learned, the people that you met. I can definitely see what inspires you to do the work that you do and how you are this amazing person that I know. I'm, I'm so glad, like really, really deeply grateful to have you here in the space because this is what we need to know. This is what we need to hear. I think that <clears throat> there's a whole generation, my generation, which 
unintentionally, we can take things for granted. Um, and it comes, I think, from a lack of knowledge and understanding. Um, we often fault the systems that existed before us without understanding the pain that they went through to be created, whether that's our parents, whether it's, you know, society or whatever it is that we're, we're faulting. Right? Yeah, just sweet. I mean, you said it so beautifully. I often think, in fact, this morning it happened. I was at the Gurdwara quite early this morning and um, it just went to bow my head. And I, as I walked into the building, I was greeted by a sevadar. And obviously, you know, because of lockdown in the UK, we can't sit, um, listen to Keithan or anything like that. You just have to sort of um, pay your respects to the guru and there's no longer anything you have to go and as i was walking into this gurdwara in the morning i hear this voice as i was leaving and he had folded hands and he was sitting in the corner and he said Miri ban you know and it was like i don't know five o'clock in the morning or something you know and just my sister have a cup of tea before you go you know it was a takeaway you know take your cup and and I just thought, look at what we have. Look at what's been built. You know, I find it hard and I'm not going to shy away of just maintaining my own, you know, family, my own home, my paying my own bills. It's a balance and it's a struggle every day. But look at what our parents' generation, or at least my father, his generation have done. They've not only settled their families, educated their young They've built these amazing structures, these beautiful buildings, um, you know, of light. So what goes on now inside those buildings is very much yours, mine, and the future, the responsibilities. Because to be able to do that, I, do, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm not anywhere near capable of, you know, looking after my own family and feeding another 10, let alone thousands and thousands so people that come to the Gurdwara, as we know, are fed, taken care of. And now I think the time has come. We have to serve them emotionally. You know, all this psychological, mental health, the things that we're now engaging in, that's all part of this process. We have the shelters, we have the structures, but what's going on inside them? And what, what are we responsible for? And what can we do to help? You know, it's, it's it's not enough to say, oh, that's not my problem, because actually it is it is our work and it is our responsibility. And we have to take ownership of our sacred space, because if it's our faith and it's our space, let's do something about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, you've already stepped into that space, right? The work that you've been doing in the community, in the schools, there's the Khalsa schools across the UK that you've been a great support to over the years, and in the Gurdwari as well. Um, the work that you're doing at the moment for safeguarding in Gurdwari is imperative, and it's it's what we were looking to do with Core Voices, and now we get to work together, and that that really is exciting because <laughs> how how it should be where we come together as Sangat and lift each other up by doing the right thing. And we have to take ownership to know that the things that are messy are part of our mess. And we have to be willing to get our hands dirty to clean it up and make it right. Um, 
I'd like if you could share with us what is SMSC because that's something that you're quite heavily involved with in terms of education. Yeah, so SMSC is just a government um, guidance, um, you know, as well as learning literacy and numeracy, Ofsted and the government, uh, at least here in the UK, have recognised that every child needs to have spiritual, moral, social and cultural education. So that's what SMSE stands for. And in most of my senior positions in schools, um, just before I resigned, I was responsible for SMSC and leading kind of the faith and belief parts of um, learning and teaching and also training. So, you know, we have to train our staff now. And and in fact, I actually train PGC students um, who are training to be RE teachers. I train them in this particular area and obviously Sikh studies or Sikh, the Sikh faith and belief in how they're going to teach that to the wider community and the children in school. So it's really important that we bring that element into the Gurdwara, you know, so we teach them Gurbani, we're teaching them Punjabi, they learn Gatka, they, um, you know, as you know, proficient now in music, but they need to know the values, faith, the belief behind things and the morals. You know, there's no point being, you know, you become a CEO of some big company, but then you know, your morals are not there and you're cheating or backbiting or doing the wrong thing to get higher up. So this SMSC education is underlining um, the way that we're expected to teach in the UK now and I'm sure across Europe. But um, it's important. I mean, my background has been, as you know, I've been teaching in schools for the last 20 years in, in the United Kingdom and in France. So I only resigned from my teaching position about two years ago. And I think that was to really give birth to the projects that now are coming. As you said, safeguarding is is really big Mm -hmm. and really really needed. Um, And so I am working with an organization here in the UK that is actually connected to the government and we're helping faith institutions, not just Gurdwaras, you know, whether it's synagogues or mosques or mandirs, everyone is now being almost, I wouldn't say forced, but encouraged. Sorry, please don't take it lightly. Make sure that the teams that run your spiritual places of worship are trained. They need to know what they're doing. Yep. And safeguarding is something that has been <laughs> overlooked. Um, yeah. I think in our spaces, all all institutions need it. But for me at the moment, my lens with the work that we're doing at Core Voices is focused predominantly on the sick community. That if we look into our home, where are the messes that we need to be cleaning up? And um, in, in some of our previous shows, we've been discussing about abuse that exists in homes, in our community, and unfortunately in our Gurdwari as well. I, I know that this is something that you have experience with because you've worked with a lot of different people. Um, and I'm aware that that's the reason that you brought this forward. And I like that you did it proactively by going to, you know, registered institutions that can 
qualified training in gurukars as well so i'm really excited for us to actually take that further and wider hopefully globally as well yeah and i mean it's it's so you you know you've hit the nail on the head it's important to have the right qualification the right information and know-how now it, as a teacher or here you know like in a senior leadership role in the uk we we're trained in safeguarding we have child protection policies we know oh this child you know there's an issue here and i dealt with more than my fair share of um reported incidences in incidents in school which i was actually quite i thought oh mate you know i'm in a sixth school this is going to happen here and to my shock and horror what i was listening to and witnessing was beyond my wildest imagination you know i'd worked in non sikh schools normal you know schools for everyone community groups different areas this really hurt me and i knew that i could not help these children or my community being stuck in school because there's so much red tape and we you know we we've got to oblige by what the law tells us to you know and the amount of children now uh, that are going into care the social services come assess the situation oh no this is happening at home this child isn't safe um it can be anything actually from bereavement somebody's lost a partner and you know they've got young children and they become mentally unstable they're not fit enough to look after the children they're taken away or there's abuse as you say or violence domestic violence any a, a whole array of things can happen to then have that child removed now what happens when that child is removed so the other hat i wear mm. <clears throat> well i don't wear a hat because you know i was sick <laughs> the other thing i'm doing is i'm running um i'm running um with a team of a very very specialist people something called kalsa fostering we realize that you know our children are going into places where they're not necessarily they taken their values and their culture and their belief um cannot necessarily be honored in the same way as if they were in a sick home hmm. and we realize there are such few sick um parents on the register so what a social service is supposed to do if a child comes to them and they have to match them or put them into respite or put them into care for a certain amount of time they're going to find the most suitable family for them and we're branded as asian you know what does that mean what does that mean you know some little child who's come from a sick home will be put in an asian family just because we're brown and they're brown mm-hmm. actually you know as well as i do asian covers a whole load of things right and so how does that child get treated what are they forced to eat maybe or be subjected to or what kind of home environment are they going in i'm not saying that um any of this is calculated or in any way deliberate it's just the situation as it is because there are not enough of our people registering as foster carers so whoever is registered the best that they can you know bless them the government's trying as hard as they can to put them with the right people but when are we going to wake up mm. and say, actually 
It's my responsibility. This is a big seva. Yes, I serve langar. Yes, I clean shoes. Yes, but I also can open my home. All you need is one spare bedroom. And you could be taking care of a child who really need. In fact, I see, you know, I think this just read so many times. I see us bachea, where those bache kids of that father who sacrificed for hmm. four of his sons so that we could walk free. Hmm. We would never have to bow our head or be succumbed by any pressure, by any prejudice. We were given the freedom to walk the walk, talk the talk. And now our children have to be subjected to or get whatever you can, whoever will take you in. Why? Hmm. Why? Because we can't open our home. You know, we used to look on the Bachyanu Sambhaldasi, right? We're the ones who saved other peoples, other communities, other faiths, daughters, wives. And now, today, our children are going here and there, banging their heads against walls because they're not accepted for who they are or somebody doesn't know how to do their patka and it's not their fault because they've never done it before. So this was, a, you know, just a no-brainer. You know, we started this work about 18 months ago, I think, and now it's growing. We're going to, in fact, this month, Guru Nanak's Gupurab coming up is going to be the launch of Khalsa Fostering's, um, it's already established, but we are now doing Zoom um, awareness um, workshops where people can learn how to become a foster carer, talking to Gurdwaras, get, you should be doing your safeguarding course, your team, your trustees, your Gurdwara management. Everyone in your establishment needs to know how to keep children safe. And then if there is a problem and these children are coming to the Gurdwara, we can help them. Then we know where to place them, how to help them. It's so important. Uh, we've had enough tragedy in our community. We've had enough pain you know, since 84 and beyond all these Kalukaras, we've lost so many of our children. Now, when we're educated, we're established, we have great homes, jobs, now our children still are looking for places of security and safety. That should not be the case. So, you know, with every last fighting breath that I have, I am committed to this, to make sure at least ensure that every sick child, if they want a sick home to be in, then they deserve that. And in fact, people don't even know if a child is going into care, so if social services removes them, all the parent needs to say is, I want my child to go to a Sikh family. And then it's legal, bound by law. The government, the social services, the local, um, you know, the local authority will find them the, what the parent has asked for hmm. As, but I don't think our people even know I think you're right I don't think that we know I don't think that it's I mean fostering isn't the norm in our community mm-hmm. even adoption is looked at being kind of questionable or tabooed mm-hmm. and we have to come out of this nonsense because you're you're completely right there are our kids out there who they've just been left out in the cold without the support that they deserve and it's our responsibility to step up i am so glad that you're doing this work and that Khalsa fostering exists 
Yeah. Thank it, you know, just weird. I used to think that the kids in Punjab, because their parents were, you know, in encounters or killed or tortured or women were raped and, you know, burnt alive. And so they were left, you know, there was trauma and these children were just left to, and, 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 and I've personally worked and witnessed, um, you know, all these projects in Punjab that are set up to try and work with these orphans and and some of them are not orphans some of them are just actually placed with mm -hmm. uh, a, an orphanage or some kind of establishment because their parents just don't have the resources to look after them so if that was happening there because of all of this what's happening to us now it's not like we don't have facilities here in the west and i know that if it's happening here i guarantee you it's you know since i've started this work i'm getting calls from canada messages from the us mm. you know from europe saying oh you know um can you give us some advice or do you know what we could say to the social worker because there is a dying need and you know where are people supposed to go i don't even blame them and jay i see wait or somebody's going to come and sort this out no actually they're not going to come and sort it out we have to sort it out right. we have to take the responsibility and the ownership you know because if mm -hmm. we know about it and me being a teacher for the last 20 years in the uk that's what i saw pain after pain after pain whether it was a mental issue with a young child or their father or their mother how was it how were we responding as a community to them yes okay there's the guru is open you can do simran you can calm down you can get in your nice meal but you need that little bit more don't you is that little somebody to talk to somebody to hear you somebody to heal you somebody to hold your hand don't even speak just hold your hand or a shoulder to cry on no questions asked not no invasion of anyone's private life no busy bodying or gossiping to find out just being present in the whole space and framework of i'm here to i'm here i'm here as a sahara to you what do you need how can i work with you you know and so i you know i know that work that you're doing is going to reach hundreds of hearts and together we can do this we can do this we can raise mm -hmm. our voice stand up and the pain that we witness around you know, and I'm not going to say, oh, it's this establishment or this Kuduara or that. You know, there are different levels of understanding and generations of people. And whatever muck, whatever mindset somebody has, that's all they can deliver. You can't expect, you know, we don't ask a plumber to come and do carpentry. It doesn't happen, yes. right? So yes. I don't understand why we expect all Gurdwara Akar. If, if you want the Gurdwara to do this, then deliver the services. Okay, I'm trained. I know this. I know this. I can set this up. Mm. If we wait for, you know, we're going to be waiting till Timbuktu, quite frankly, and it, and it isn't gonna it it isn't gonna happen because not that there's not an uh, a will, but there's no there's a gap. Okay, there's here's the need, and here's what we have, and there's no bridges being made. We're not crossing the bridges. Okay, well, I can't do this, Benji, but I know somebody who can, and I'll ask her, but she you know, she might not even be a Sikh. She might be a Gauri, or she might be 
um, you know, um, you know, South Asian or she might be Caribbean, but she's really good at it. And yeah. I'm going to get her involved and she'll help us through. Why aren't we doing that? We do it for our personal lives. We do it for our professional lives. Why don't we do it for our spiritual life? We should and we can. And all the tools are manifest right there in the city Guru Granth Sahib. Every single Shabad and every single, you know, rug, and you know more than me, you know, allows us that springboard and power to say, mm -hmm. this is what you need, right? This is, this is how you're going to get there. You might need some extra tools along the way. Find the right people. Guruji did it. Guruji had other faiths standing next to him, walking with him, going on the journey with him every foot of the way. There's a musician on one side. You know, he, he, he just shared and he had the right people and he went to the ones that nobody would go to. Nobody would go to those people that our guru went to. You know, nobody wanted to associate with them, whether it was a mental illness or a physical illness. Look at what Guru Har Krishna did, you know, taking that pain away. Guru Nanak, not hanging around with royalty, not hanging around with the elite and the rich and the. No, he went to places that nobody wanted. Well, who, who was by Lolo? You know, just a carpenter. And he chose to eat. And sleep there, and that and that for me is big. Look at what my guru, look at what my teacher, my foundation has taught me that if I don't take the essence of the shabbat and and follow the the path of righteousness, we're sovereign by our birth and our blood inside, right? We're we're not sovereign by okay, my royal family the janam lita. We're sovereign, get how we are. Guru Nanak was sovereign. Guru Gobind Singh Ji was sovereign. All the gurus were sovereign. All their families were, you know, all of us are part of that royal blood. If we choose to be core, like your show, then let's walk like princesses. Why should anybody come in our way? Or we, oh, I can't do this. Or, oh, this is very bad. This is happening in my community. Okay, yeah, it's happening. And I've witnessed it and I'm noticing it. And you know what? I have a plan and I'm going to do this with it. And I think when we turn it around, we support our gurdwaras, we support our institutions, we help the people who may have made mistakes. You know, like that's another thing. I think, you know, we shame and blame people. And sometimes we have to get the truth out. And I feel that that's very important. But when we get out the truth, then we have to give the help and say, here's my hand. I know this has happened. Don't, don't, you know, beat yourself up. Everyone makes mistakes. You know, didn't Sajjan Tug, didn't Bumiya Chor, didn't these people make mistakes? You know, didn't, didn't those 40, 40 thumb marks, 40 people said, you're not my guru. I'm not your sick. 40 of them. And what did guru do at the end? What did he ask for? He asked for forgiveness, didn't he? He said, mm -hmm. just, just please tear the badava, tear that piece of paper that says, I don't belong to you and you're not my guru. Now, if we can, guru can tear the paper and accept that this person has done wrong, has apologized and forgiven, then why can't we? 
right? We have to, Jasveer, we have to. And when we do, that compassion will flow out and communities around us will want to know what our structure is. What do we do? How do we live? What's our technique? What's our secret? Why do we act that way we act? Why do we go all around the world like Aid and other brilliant organizations helping people without looking at their color, their caste, their creed? When Baikanaya did that, when we have these examples in Sikh history, now's the time to open those history books, open the Ramale, <laughs> take out the Shabads, take out the history and push it into this world in a way that that is really needed. Like now in COVID, more than ever before, yeah. people are so, so hurt, lost, in pain, trapped, feeling isolated, scared. Now, if we don't stand up and say, come and stand on my shoulders, here's my hand, here's a book, here's a course. Jiravi, you know, Baba Deep Singh had the Shastra and Guru gave him the pen. What about us? You know, those are not just things in history that were, they happened to teach us to, to live this lifestyle, you know, and I, and I think it's a no-brainer. You know, we can do this together and we will do it together. And women, I have to say, you know, women are coming together in a way that I've never ever experienced in my lifetime ever before. I'm seeing more women in the Gurdwara, more women like you, young people like you leading the, the way ahead. And we have to help each other stand together. There's no more, you know, pulling apart and hurting each other or she did that, he did that, no. When she's doing something good, I, I stand with her. I support her. If I don't know how to do it, I'll ask her this bit. I can do this bit. She can do this bit. You know, and together, that jigsaw puzzle of love, nobody can break us. Because the jigsaw is stuck with a glue that Guru gave. And Guru's undying. Guru's eternal. Guru's... Ikonkar, Guru's Satnam, Kartapurak, Nirbao, and Nirvan. So if we come from a calm of fearlessness, what are we scared of now? He's going to help us. But we have to do our ardas, you know, we have to come to that point of humility and say, you know, I want to do this. Can you help? Can you help me? Guru Nanak, will you come with me? And you know, when I run these courses, Jasveer, I tell everyone, when I run these safeguarding courses, I've done like... I don't know, maybe 30, 40 Gurdwaras now in the UK and one or two in, in the States. When I run them, I say, you guys who are running activities for children or, you know, groups or classes in the Gurdwara, you're not employed by any man or woman. Your employer is Guru Nanak. What kind of job description would you have? <laughs> what kind of, if you're employed by Guru Nanak and you're doing Guru's work, then what kind of qualification should you have? You should be the best dressed, the best knowledge, because you're imparting it. You, nobody's paying you to, you're doing it as seva, or selflessly, right? Mm -hmm. That selflessness that you do it with comes from a point that only the guru gives. Even guru says very clearly in Shabads and Gurbani that, you know, jismastakpag sulaga sev, you know, only that one who's been blessed with the service will get that girpa, will be allowed to serve in that way. Each one of us are chosen for our own individual 
you know, the little things that we're supposed to do. And when you do it with full commitment, with honor, you know, you keep your register, you, you've got a lesson plan, whatever it is that you, you know, if you're a teacher, um, you know, have I got my self organized? Do I know that my learning objectives? Do I know what I'm teaching today? I don't take it, oh, it's Sunday, so I've got two hours to spend and I'll just, you know, <laughs> go to the Guduara and teach a couple of kids and then shout at them because I'm having a bad day. No, because my employer is Guru Nanak. I do not work for anyone else. I work for the sovereign one. And so I will behave and organize myself in a sovereign way so that when these kids get the information from us about who our guru was, what you know is actually who our guru is, who, who what what we learn, what we live, you know, they are taram himmat mokam sahib, you know, compassion, integrity, humility. If we're teaching them all their values, they have to see it in the person that's sharing that with them. They have to feel it. They have to see it. And as a sevadar, it's our it's our um, responsibility to do that. And I think, you know, I don't know, I, I was a kid in somebody's class in some Gurdwara in London, and somebody taught me with a lot of love. You know, it was... I won't forget the lady who first taught me my first Shabbat or my first, you know, how to read the Siri Guru Granth Sahib Jinnamenu Charni Laya with what humility he taught me to read from my Guru. I'll never forget that because these were powerful, um, committed, selfless individuals. And there are so many, just read, there's so many amazing people in, around us. You know, who goes to Ealing Hospital in COVID times? Ealing Hospital down the road, who goes there when everyone's scared and serves water to people? Just a little Sikh man with his little badges of the army, wearing a mask, mother is crying, her son's, you know, in 100 and over temperature, everyone's scared. He's saying, would you like a glass of water? Can I help you? Do you want a packet of tissues? Whatever is needed, he's delivering. Whatever capacity, I mean, I'm just giving an example of the hospital. Mm -hmm. I know of it just from a friend who, whose son was admitted a couple of days ago. That's who we were. That's who we are. We are deliverers. Mm -hmm. We are selfless. Mm -hmm. We are going to serve. And the minute we stop serving, it's over for us. We are known. Our physical body, our, our identity was given. We were given to stand out in the crowd, why? That people should know that they can come to us, right? Absolutely. They should come to us, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think everything you've said is really like my heart is is soaring so much. I, I love talking to you. It's so important for us to reconnect with those values and know who we were. What is it that makes us feel proud to be sick is the valor and the courage and the justice that our gurus brought right? That's what makes us proud to be called Sikh. If our gurus didn't have that integrity, if our ancestors didn't carry that strength and courage, we would not want to associate with that lineage. So no. it's only rightful in, in our generation now that we live up to that very same reputation and to that same standard as well. And when you were talking about Khalsa fostering, it was, it was hurting me, Andro. 
ਬਟ ਮੇਰਾ ਦਿਲ ਦੁਖ ਰਿਹਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਨੋਇੰਗ ਦਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਰੋਲ ਰਹੇ ਆ that they out there without adequate means of support or adequate care and love because our community is still bundled in shame or in being polite you know i, I don't know what it is why sangde kyon ina cheezan to hana why can't we step forward and look at what is our responsibility what is our capacity and how do we show up is that bringing something to a guru card that we want to be there that isn't currently there is it serving people who need support is it your helping your neighbor who's elderly and who can't get to the shops to get their groceries is it putting your name as foster parents down on your local register whatever that is it's time for us to show up because that is exactly who we are meant to be and who we should be if we call ourselves sick i mean it just be you're right it's just now's the time there's no waiting anymore you know when guru has these shabads you know uh, you know just give me you know abreej ke deve hai humko you know guru gobind singh ji's bani talking about just give me what you think i need you know get me ready you know do i you know what do i need do i need jewels do i need beetroot juice what do i need whatever i need the thing is he already gave it he gave me the red he told me how to keep my body toxic free he told me how to be selfless he told me how to not react he taught me kaam krodh lo mohankar to fight these five thieves every day he taught me to stay in my you know honor the this you know if, like I, i have a family i have a, i have a husband um i have children i have to honor and respect the responsibilities he's given me and despite that having the life of the household holder you you sing it her pelady love you know parvritri karam daraya balram ji you make that commitment the commitments made that i'm a householder but that's not enough everybody's a household holder everybody's got a two point car and a house and a dog and a nice gaddi and two kamre tin kamre but why are we why are we different because mm-hmm. despite maintaining all that we still have to go out there and say what does she need menu just read nuch ki chahida odi maan ki chahida unu ki chahida and you know have the subtleties to know so right now our community is you know our children our future the generations to come they're not connecting as much yeah the heritage the lineage the language the you know i i, I would say probably we were the last generation we didn't have um you know i i was one of those kids who didn't have phones going to school and stuff you know we now i i'm, I'm raising three pretty much teenagers and I, you know believe me i'm like how did my mom do this right <laughs> <laughs> the social media interaction everything that's out there that's telling you who to be how to be what's what's important but the guru laid it out for us and now if we don't answer that call now if we don't in this case you know stand up to abuse register as foster parents uh, provide support and mental health and uh, things for our community i i also think lots of people in our community have mental health issues that haven't been spoken about chup karo kisi nu nahi dasna you know i 
I'm not afraid to admit my my dad has been such a big inspiration to me, such a big inspiration. And when he started to get dementia, it was heartbreaking to watch that pain. And where could we go to find support for him? You know, because I've witnessed people standing in the Gurdwara, not really quite sure of what they're saying or doing, and nobody knowing how to deal with them. And just brushing them off or, or calling them a funny name or saying, oh, it's a little bit of Hang on a minute. No, no, it's not that. It's that it's a little bit And they must get, and they need the Shabbat Guru more, more than ever before. And and I can see and I know for a fact in my own personal journey with my dad and what, what has happened in our family, that Shabbat Guru Asra that he has had um, through the seva of my mom has done, my brother has done. If he didn't have that asra of the bani, I don't think we would have got through what we what we went through as a family. And it's because there was a commitment from him, not us, from him. He he know, he knows his stuff. It's not his fault he forgot it. But now that things are coming back, he's gonna he's talking to us about things we don't know. He's talking about. I grew up here. Oh, that you and 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 deep Singh, you know, you have to go there. And you know, he didn't let the tanks can you know, the tanks were not able to pass that poor part where Baba Deep Singh had you know, all these kind of things that he's coming out with 60 years, 70 years ago, as as a young boy, because the Gurbani healed him and is healing him and obviously the love that he has from his family and the commitment that i'm not going to send him to an old people's home i'm not going to let him just be taken away by some other no he's not my responsibility he's somebody else well when did that happen when did we start chucking our bajurag to places where you know other people can look after them i'm not saying sometimes i understand that the situations are hard and we're not all as privileged to be able to look after our elderly parents if there is you know physical or mental impairment which stops you from doing your job well but to to just you know cut them off or cut them out before you've even tried mm-hmm. i think that's that's a shame and i i would like to encourage all of the people in my generation and in the future that whatever you can do for your community, first your family, of course, your family comes first. Do what you can to help the people at home around you that surround you, and then your community, you know, the, the wider, the sangha that surrounds you, and then, you know, the country, and then the world, because <laughs> that's what Guru Nanak did. Yeah. We, we, were, we are revolutionaries. We come from, Guru Nanak was a revolutionary. Went and told these people, you will not speak to like, you will not behave. He'll say, excuse me, <coughs> you ain't going to do this. You're not going to treat people like this. You're not going to have slaves. This is not right. Women will not be treated and covered in this way. They will not be burnt alive. They will not be tortured. And in Maharaja Ranjit Singh's reign, not a single woman, in fact, I only learned this very recently, that while Maharaja Ranjit Singh was controlling, ruling, um, there was not a single woman that was illiterate. Everyone could read. Every woman could read. 
and books were made widely available. And today we're fighting battles where children or girls are not allowed to study or, you know, it's it's traumatic. But our gurus fought it 500 years ago. They fought these little, little battles that still today are niggling away. And mm -hmm. we were revolutionaries. We are revolutionaries and we're sovereign. And so none of our children should go uh, hungry in the sense being neglected or abused or in pain or lost, not knowing what they are, who they are. You and me, I'm sure you had this journey. We, we were battling two identities, right? Born in the UK, a British citizen, feeling very proud to be British in England. And then the Gore look at you and say, oh, who are you? You're not, you're not, you're not one of us. And then you come home and then you've got another culture, another language. So you're constantly, you know, balancing these these wheels and spinning all these plates and all these mountains are being projected on you. You know, are you this, are you that, are you a core, are you a Sikh, are you a woman, are you this person's daughter? All this to juggle. When are we gonna support them and say, you can be all of these things and we're gonna show you how you can get the strength from your shabbats, mm -hmm. from your music, you know, like the work you do in healing and helping people through sound. That is so important and so lost because it's not taught. It's just not taught. You know, mainstream places don't teach this. So I think we have school to teach us certain things in life. We have parents as our guiding light. But where there is guru and where there is shabad, that's when there's another level. <laughs> you know, we're taught, I'm, you know, not flanaf. Singh's daughter or Flana blood person's wife. And I say this very proudly, you know, I'm Navleen Kaur. I didn't change my name when I got married. I was a Kaur when I was born and I'll be a Kaur when I die because I am in the Khalsa family. I belong to my Guru's family. He's the patriot. You know, it's not this patriarchal society. In fact, you laugh at this, Jasveer. We have reports sent home, you know, uh, our children go to school. So we have one report to Mr. Singh and one report to Mrs. Kaur because <laughs> they can't even understand <laughs> that we are married. We have different surnames. Of course, this is my, you know, this is my, this is my ring. This is my commitment. I'm not going to be bound by just one person. I'm going to be bound by the teachings of the sovereign guru that is there for all that talks, breathes, sleeps, sirbat dapala. You know, mm -hmm. moment, evening, swere, till the time our eyes open, till the amrit vela comes to the dusk time. We are supposed to breathe sirbat dapala, not hurt people or tear people or destroy. And all of us makes, makes, make mistakes. I, I, I am one of those. I, I, I tell you honestly, I've made so many mistakes. You know, everywhere I've crossed, I've had to learn, fall down. But when you get up again, you get up knowing that you're Guru Gobind Singh's daughter. You, you know, you're going to get up and get it right and say sorry for what you've done wrong and ask for forgiveness and then move away from the mistakes you've made. But only to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing we can try.
to be better than we were. And we have to also help our Bajurag, our community, our leaders, our infrastructures in the Gurdwaras, everywhere, saying, look, I know this has happened in the past, but now we're going to do things differently. We're going to get trained. We're going to get certificates. We're going to get CBR check, DBS check. We're going to make sure everyone is safe that comes to the Gurdwara. Not just safe, not just happy and secure, but that they fly. That if somebody wants to be a tennis player and he's got a, a, a the star or a patka and his parents don't have enough money, somebody, we'll give it, we'll, we'll help you. We're going to provide you with the infrastructure. We're going to get the top musicians, the top footballers. Yeah, we're going to have women footballers with sick identities playing in this country or anywhere internationally over the world. Why have we not been able to hold our children's hands? They're the future. You know, where is the Miri Piri, right? The saint and the soldier. If somebody needs us, and they don't have, but they have the talent, they have the skill. Let's do it. Let's provide the, uh, the, the, the infrastructure for them to achieve their dreams. But the, the thing they have to have a commitment to is the Guru, is Gurbani and the Shabbat Guru, because that's what makes them stand out. And, and that's why I really support, actually, um, the Educate Punjab project in, uh, right now. They're doing amazing work. They've got you know, schools, lots of children are studying. And at the same time, they learn to do Sajbot. They learn to read um, the Siri Guru Granth Sahib. They learn to sing. They learn Tanti Saj. Why not? <laughs> you know, why can't we all join in that journey that it's not just my child, all children in this planet, on this earth, that cross my path if i can do something for them i will deliver i'm not going to run away i'm not going to think how whatever i i'm going to do my ardas take my hukamnama and off i go on that journey and the galloping horses will come <laughs> carry us yes, they will. we'll achieve it <laughs> we will yeah. and this is this is what we're going to do yeah. um, core voices and sahara are teaming up together yes. to bring reform into gurukars to bring in safety safeguarding education and other forms of protection as well so i'd like and i'd very much appreciate if you could share with us the work that you're doing at sahara so people can understand what it was that inspired you to set up and create this organization what was the need for this so sahara um it was a sahara was just a literally a project that's just been set up as we speak it's a baby um and it's come out of everything we've just spoken about just you know safeguarding helping gurdwaras um helping create safe spaces for women um at the moment it's serving women and children and we're providing a safe space where women can come together in an environment to help them achieve what they need to achieve so whether it's getting through trauma or violation of any kind or abuse of any kind um, we will provide them the structures the techniques to lift them from where they are and help them back to chardikala so that they're able to heal that process um, and go through that and when women come together in that power i mean 
I was taught that when Guru, when Guruji sent, wanted to prepare missionaries, he prepared 52 sick women missionaries to go out and teach. And I, and I want to hold on to that string and get an, a space ready where women can go out. You know, we go out together, join forces, help each other along the way, get the support that we need to then assist others in their journey. So it's getting through the hard, difficult experiences that we've had, healing them, growing, and then giving back. That's that's what Sahara will, is doing and has done and will do. And in addition to that, you're doing trainings in Gurukars. Yeah. You are bringing, you, you're doing online safeguarding training, um, which as you shared with us is um, accredited through the SFI and affiliated with government bodies in the UK. And we want to take this internationally as well to be able to cater to the needs of the Sangat in terms of accountability that we require from the Gurukar. Yeah, in fact, you may not know this, but one of your shows that you did recently has helped ignite a flame. And Gurdwaras in the US have now got in touch with me and said, you know that course that you're running for safeguarding, we didn't know. We didn't know what to do. We need help. Can you help us? And then now understanding that what we didn't know, we have to fix. And we need professional training to equip our team, our grantees, our support groups, our volunteers, teachers want to train. And it's because of, you know, all of this coming out in the open that people are now asking, this is what we need, or there's a gap here. So internationally now we're being known for providing safeguarding training for through, you know, with, with Core Voices, because your platform has reached so many homes, so many uh, spaces and you know made accessibility even the language sweet you know we both speak fluent Punjabi but there's many people that don't and we we are able to become the bridge in communication too so we can communicate and help people train their bodies and teams up to do whatever they're doing just do it that little bit better or if they didn't know the training's available uh, they know now we can do it online. We can come to a Gurdwara near you. Um, you know, once this COVID-19 uh, is lifted, we, we can travel. We want to just serve. That's it. We don't want anything else. We want the service to be provided so people can get equipped and trained and then lead from platform of professionalism, of equality, of dignity, of integrity, mm -hmm. and stand up stand up and say this is wrong cannot happen i'm not going to allow it this isn't proper procedure this protocol isn't right and deal with um you know uh, perpetrators or deal with people who have broken rules and teach them what they need to learn it's not about shaming and blaming and no it's just saying actually this is what happened this is what needs to be done you cannot behave in this way. You cannot drink this alcohol and lead a community. No, it's not done. You have to be removed. And that's it. You know, it's, it's just clear. And if we don't stick to our structures and our protocols, and if we don't honor, honor the red, 
that the Guru is given, honor the Shabbat Guru and the sanctity of the Siri Guru Granth Sahib. Who will? We have to, right? Yeah. And, and, and we will, but only if we have everybody joining hands, you know, saying, I know a man for this job. I know a woman for this job. <laughs> you know, let's get them involved. Let's do this. Let's do it together. And I think your generation, your younger generation, you guys who are younger than us, you're really good. You know, Instagram and this and that. People, Buddha, like me, are like lost. But you can get the awareness out there. And the people who want to volunteer, they'll find you. You know, they just have to do a quick search and they'll know where to find you. The people who are really selflessly serving, you know, feeding the hungry, helping the homeless. In this case, helping with, you know, personal, emotional, psychological support that's needed. And okay. we will give it. Our gurus gave it to us. They left us with the Guru Granth Sahib Ji, Siri Guru Granth Sahib Ji, 1,430 pages of complete training, a manual of perfection, of life, of leading, of training. All we need to do is take the extracts that we need, understand them, digest them, live them, and then, you know, lead with them. We we have we have it all there. Mm. It's just you know packaging it correctly, finding the right um, you know structure to then present it, and not just for us. I'm not saying it's just for us, the Punjabis. They say we are there for the whole world. We're ready. You know we are ready. We the, they they need the world needs our shabad. The the world needs our guru and our gurbani right now. Mm-hmm. The world needs to take away pain, dukhdaru, sukharog. So if we don't acknowledge that we're in pain, we won't know that we need a remedy, right? Precisely. So now we're acknowledging, okay, something's hurting, something's bugging me, I need to find a solution. Mm-hmm. And we will do it for ourselves, our community, but for everyone else, despite their caste, despite their creed, despite their color, just like our gurus taught us to. Our gurdwaras will be royal palaces you know where people come and are treated in with royalty whoever walks into our gurdwara will walk out feeling like a queen or a king or a prince or a princess imagine how that feels so liberating right mm-hmm. you're sovereign you come you're fed you're loved you're taken care of a crown is put on your head you know what kind of community has that we have it and we we have to just give it now and where there's a little problem or discrepancy, we'll say, okay, this is the, let's identify it right. That there's a problem here. Let's work it out. And and we will together. We will. There's so many of us. We're not Absolutely. alone. Absolutely. And you have a, already started by the yeah. work you're doing. Thank so you. Very well done. <laughs> it's your love and your support. This is your space. You are core voices. You know, you've been doing this before this even began and before we were actually able to talk about these things publicly. So it's, it's us coming together as <clears throat> Sangat, as community and knowing that this movement is from the Sangat. It's not an individual. It's all of our voices collectively coming together and echoing that it's time for change. It's time to bring in the systems that we need by us actually creating them. It's not about finger pointing. So I stand with you 100% there. We can't fault the structures that exist because 
if they didn't exist, we wouldn't we wouldn't have anything, right? They did the best that they could do. What are we going to do? Where's our accountability on ourselves? What can we bring to the table to actually create the change that we want to see? And I think it's time for us to get our hands, you know, roll up our sleeves and get our hands dirty in a we're, good way. <laughs> we're ambassadors and catalysts of change. Mm. We are ambassadors and catalysts of light of Shabbat. And we just got to go out there now and yeah. get it, give it, you know. And this is a start. You started, we're starting together. Lots of other people that are listening, you know, you can do this. You can be ambassadors of change and catalysts of change. So let's just do it together. We don't need to wait anymore. The time is Yes. Fenty, you are absolutely fantastic. So you <laughs> I have so much love for you and so much gratitude for your wisdom, your courage, your strength, and your resilience. And Core Voices is your space. Use it as you need to. Um, we're here to serve the Sangat collectively, Sahara, Core Voices, and everybody else out there who's doing good work. It's about now is a time for unity for us to come together. Mm -hmm. um, before we wrap up the show, Benji, how can our listeners and viewers, everybody who's tuning in, how can they connect with Sahara and with Khalsa Fostering if they would like to get involved and offer yeah. support? So um, Sahara Sisterhood is, uh, is uh, on Instagram now. And um, it's, it's called Sahara Sisterhood on, on the page, which you can like. It's also... Um, there's a website, it's on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, I think. Uh, we have a team, and Kalsa Fostering, the same. It's on Instagram, we have a website. I think it's just another couple of days and it will be live. And also we'll have, you know, updates online, you know, through Facebook and also Gurdwaras. I would say many Gurdwaras meet regularly to, you know, discuss how to deal with COVID and other issues and their online platforms that are now available through different organizations. So we are also going to those platforms and talking to the Gurdwara leaders, Pradhans, about Khalsa Fostering, about Sahara Sisterhood, and saying, we, we want to be there. We want to help the children with Khalsa Fostering and through Sahara Sisterhood help the, the women, mothers, daughters, whoever they are that need that support. So the women and children are kind of our focus and our theme. And Gurdwaras will also help. And there's some, they are really kind. If you appeal to them, talk to the right people, um, you know, come obviously from that point of humility that, look, I really, this is needed. And this is what the community is asking for. This is what's around. Um, people do people do open up and, and share. So, yeah, I guess this is the way it's social media, right? So, yeah. We're just, you know, we're taking baby steps. It's all, it's all new, and it's, you know, it's not, you know, this. It's just happening one step at a time, one step at a time, and I know that Guru will provide. I know that we won't be alone. I know the Sangat will support us. Yes, you know, that's what we need. We need the, the Asra of the Guru, the faith in Satguru, and the support, the Sahara of the Sangat. And the Sangat, when they come together, my gosh, when you have the Saad Sangat, you know, Saad Sangat ke asre, prabsyon rangalai. If the Saad Sangat is with you, you can fall in love like mm. this in an instant. And we, 
we're, we're, we are out there as one heartbeat, as one family, as one human race. Yeah, Maneski Jag, Sabe Ik. You know, Ik. If we if we know that we're that one and part of that one light, then we will never discriminate. We'll never look at somebody else. And you know, with that for me, that Black Lives Matter. Guru Gobind Singh Ji said ages ago, <laughs> right? Everybody's lives matter. Everybody matters, and we can do this as a collective, and we will in the Sangat because we're not going to be stoppable now. We're ready. We're ready to go out there. And these social media platforms, if you're a young person and you can help, you know, contact just me, send an email to Core Voices. I want to help. I want to get involved. We all need support because all of us are running these um, as initiatives that are starting very small and in a charitable way. So we, we need you. I, I need help with Zahara Sisterhood. I need help with Khalsa Fostering. We all need it. Um, so do what you can. You know, if you're good at writing, if you're good at graphics, send us an email. <laughs> we yeah. need it from you. Absolutely. And if you guys, everybody who's tuning in, if you want to reach out and get involved, you want to contact Naveen Benji, you can reach out to us to Core Voices and we will put you in touch because Core Voices and Sahara is the same. You have our support, Benji. Everything and anything we can do, we will be doing. Because as you said, this is the time to bring the change. And it's been such an honor to have you as part of our beautiful Core Voices community today in our space with us. I'm so grateful for you to have joined us and shared so much wisdom with us. Thank you, Jisri. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. It was wonderful. I feel like, you know, you're just right here. <laughs> it's, it's great what technology can do and i'm really grateful for this uh, opportunity and i know when you need you will get what you, you know it will come become it will come delivered at your door right. it, it will it will arrive and um we can do everything better together if we're what together you know supporting so everything is about supporting support core voices of support Khalsa fostering help us with Sahara sisterhood you know we are only there for you and with you so this can only work if we're all doing it together so thank you for the space and time taking so much of your time no not at all Benji this has been an absolute pleasure a delight I don't even know where the time went <laughs> And we have so many other things to talk about. So I hope that you'll be back on the show to help share more wisdom with our beautiful community. And we look forward to having you again on the show okay. in this space. Okay. Whenever you want to, this is your space. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take and care. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's been tuning into Core Voices. And we will see you again next week. <laughs>